0: bonjour ladies and gents jimmy house how are you all good in the hood i hope i'm gonna miss that song i am it's four weeks in and i still haven't got bored of that song that is one epic christmas song we should get that to christmas number one i hope you are well ladies and gents can you believe that we are four weeks into the santa shred i think that deserves a dj air horn it certainly does (laughs) let We have two weeks left, ladies and gents. Oh yes, two weeks left. Time flies when you're having fun. And we have quite a few questions to go through tonight. So I'm gonna do my best to go through them. And there has been some great ones. So let's get cracking, shall we? Okay. I'm about to start the mark which is 5K every day in December. Should I up my calories? And the answer to that is probably not. 5K is equivalent to about six and a half to 7,500 seven steps. So if you're running 5K every day, it means that you don't really need to do that many additional steps for the day. If you're aiming for your 10,000 steps, your 5K run in 3,000 steps, spot on. Okay, Only will you need to increase your calories, maybe if you are hitting that 10,000 steps plus the six or 7,000 that you're hitting in the 5K. If your normal steps are like 10,000 and now they're suddenly 16, you are going to move, be moving a lot more. But this is all depending on your weight loss because you might be wanting to use that instead of eating less, which can be a great strategy too. How should we preparing mindset and lifestyle for after the shred now, especially with Christmas around the corner? The current level of commitment I don't think is sustainable. And you know what, you're right. You know, if I'm even, if I'm looking at my own now, now I am like a angel at the moment, no alcohol, plenty of water staying hydrated training four or five times stretching every day getting all my sleep in going to sleep early on the weekends getting up at 5am on a Saturday and a Sunday that's all you know it's not all going to go out the window but a lot of it will because I'm going to be you know socializing more drinking a bit more eating a bit more but one thing that I'm going to be focused on is trying to keep as many of the habits that I have enjoyed from this Santa Shred, making sure that I'm looking after myself. The reality is for a lot of people, people worry about Christmas like an an entire month of December, but Christmas is only really about three days. For me it is, it's Christmas day. Well, no, for me, it's Christmas Eve, Christmas day, Boxing day, and New Year's Eve. The rest of those days, I'm gonna be on track, focused. And actually, if I'm eating additional calories and food, I'm going to be having, I'm probably going to be training a lot more. I'm probably, you know, one of the things that I haven't done on this Santa Shred is I haven't really done any cardio. I've got my steps in and I've hit my training sessions and zero cardio sessions. So one thing that I might want to introduce during Christmas period is get back into some runs. That's going to really, really help. One thing I'm going to be doing in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to be putting on a workshop with three or four of my best coaches who will be able to keep you on track um, during the December period, if that's what it is that you would like to do. They are phenomenal coaches. And um, if you are wanting to keep on track over that December period, I couldn't recommend them highly enough. But when it comes to personal things, reflect... You know, increase your calories slightly up. Still, smash your training sessions. Get everything that you've enjoyed from the Santa Shred, and continue to do those things. And I think that is so so important because, you know, you this should be an enjoyable journey, and the journey is doesn't finish in two weeks' time. It continues on and on and on. And you know, people in uh, Christmas are going to be different. There are some people that really need to dial it in at Christmas because they're prone to overeating and it's going to have an adverse effect with them in January. There's others which are going to be able to you know, let themselves go a little bit more because they've already got those strong habits and routines in place. So you've really got to identify where your own strengths and weaknesses are and what it is that you need to put in place as a plan to you know, survive Christmas, so to speak hope i hope that helps when the shred is over i just want to maintain do i redo my tdee and use that for my daily calorie allowance one of the things as i always say is you are never go back to a cal a calculator you've got real world feedback so let's just say for example that you've dieted down and you've dropped your calories make a slight increase on a weekly basis from that. So, you know, if you, for example, my calories, and I'll give myself as an example, don't say bastard because this is, you know, my maintenance calories are quite high. But my maintenance calories is 3,200. I'm currently on 2,600. So I'm not gonna suddenly eat an extra 600 calories a day. I'm gonna move that up to like 2,800 for for a week and then probably move that up to 3000 depending on how you know my week goes with my food so, you know i might be having the same on a weekday like 2007 but then increasing it on the weekend because i'll be eating a lot more on the weekend and when i'm working i don't eat as much so don't use a tdee calculator you've got real world feedback so increase by about two to three hundred calories from what you're on for the first week or two and then go from there and then slowly work it back up to maintenance okay how to make the most of the last two weeks here's here's the thing why do you need to change anything in the last two weeks so many people go right it's the last two weeks i'm going to sprint to the finish and they sprint to the finish and you know, they realise that the finish line didn't finish there. You've still got fifty years left on the planet. The way that I would approach these next two weeks is to s- sit down and think about the things that you've really enjoyed from the Santa Shred, things that you probably haven't done before, or things that you've, you know, used to do and are so glad you're back into the routine of doing it. That could be stretching. That could be getting up early. That could be going to the gym on the weekend. That could be prepping your meals. That could be joining a running club. This, there could have been a lot of new habits that you've started doing in the last four weeks. And some of them that you might not have enjoyed. Some of them that you might not have enjoyed at first, but now you really enjoy them. And you have started to develop some new habits and routines. And I think it's important at this stage to really write down the things that you want to keep in after this is finished. And, you know, some of the the good routines that I have got in this year, something that I've really struggled with, ladies and gents, for for quite a few years is is stretching enough. You know, I haven't done it enough. And one of the main reasons is is I hadn't had it as part of my routine. And the last kind of four or five months, I've been doing 25 minutes of stretching every morning. And it's been a massive game changer like up there in the head and for my body as well it's you know i haven't had many injuries this this year touch wood and it's really really helped and all i do is i use the ronward app and they have a daily stretch my routine is get down in the morning get my mat out press play on that 25 minutes before doing anything that includes going to the gym And that's just been something that I will now keep and reflect on and go, yeah, that was a very good habit to to bring in. And then I just add it to my additional habits and routines. You know, one of the best habits that I've created about five or six years ago was to get up and go for a walk in the morning. You know, I, I started doing that when I was getting ready for my competitions and shows. But that changed my life getting more audio books in, getting more steps in, staying leaner. And then one thing I added to that routine was sea dips. You know, they were one, once or twice a week. And then March 2020, they, they were pretty much every day. And that is another big thing, you know, going in the sea every day. And to this morning's one was emotional. It was cold, but also amazing. Um, so, and then the next thing to add this year has been the stretching. So my morning now consists of getting about 6,000 steps in, has been stretching, and has been C-dips. And something actually, ladies and gents, that I've started to do just on this Santa shred, which I have not done before, is, is early morning workouts. And do you know what? I love them. I really enjoy the early morning workouts I always thought that I needed to I needed to get plenty of food in to train well and something that I realized is I can train pretty strong in the mornings fasted without any food and I thought oh I need energy some of the something that's really changed the game is just being hydrated enough I bought a hydration drink which has got lots of different electrolytes and stuff in and I drink that and and I have like 700 mils of this hydration drink and that has helped me so much in the mornings with my workouts. A little bit of caffeine, rehydrate with water and this has a little bit of salts in and everything else like that, bang, awesome workouts and I get pretty much my steps in, my workouts in um, and everything in before I've even started the day. And when it means I can just focus on other things. And that's been, it's been awesome. It's been really, really good. I've been unable to do my best on this plan because of injuries and COVID. Will the Train Heroic app still be usable with workouts after the shred? Really like the structure it gives me. Unfortunately not. Um, Soon as the center shred is over, um, you will no longer have access to Train Heroic. Um, Sorry to say that. The Facebook group, however, we are going to keep it open for a couple more weeks so that will give you plenty of time to download the things that you need to download um, to get the things that you need to get and of course we are going to be delivering the christmas present to christmas presents to the winner of the santa shred which is going to be on wednesday the 15th of december so that is the day that i've got planned in so this group will probably be closing after our christmas party so the week commencing maybe the 21st or 22nd of december so a few days before christmas there's plenty um plenty of time in terms of energy to have good workouts is it better to add in more cardio or lower calorie intake or is it pretty even i'm not sure what you mean because in terms of having an energy for good workouts you want more food so if you are adding more cardio then obviously you're burning more food. And if you're lowering your calorie intake, you're giving yourself less energy as in food. So what I will say is that I would rather move more than eat less. Much, much, much rather move more, get more steps in and use that as an energy deficit than to cut food out. But, you know, it depends on the person. There might be, you know, a situation when you're where you're unable to get any more steps in and the only alternative is to reduce your food intake. How do you make a meal and easily work out the macros if splitting it? I keep it nice and easy to be honest. I think what am I going to have for my protein source? Probably chicken, beef, fish, eggs, whatever it is for the protein source. Then I think about the vegetable source. Um, what vegetables am I going to have in there? Or you know, um, depending on what it is and then what carb source am I going to have usually rice or potatoes Um, so I keep it quite easy you know my rotations for uh, meals are chicken, beef, pork, gammon fish, salmon my carb choices are usually rices and potatoes and, and breads I do like a sandwich I think everyone likes a sandwich don't they we all like sandwiches And then, obviously, my veg sauces. And normally, you know, I I pick two or three green veg, so green beans, broccoli, um, asparagus. I love peas. Love peas. So I keep it... I I do keep it kind of simple, but I rotate a lot of the meats. I rotate a lot of the potatoes. We have lots of different potatoes in our house and lots of different rices. So... Yeah, I mean, I just keep. That's all I'm conscious of, really, and it keeps a nice split. Then, and um, you know, for me, sometimes I have more carbs than my wife Anna. You know, if we, if that is the case, I'll have more mashed potato. I'll have more potato, or I'll have a whole packet of rice, and she'll have half. And I, I I think someone here was talking about eating with partners. Now, when I was on comp prep. When I was getting ready for shows, I would never eat with my wife. I would always prep my own meal, meals, and we'd always eat separately. in the last probably 17 18, 19, 20, last five years, we've pretty much had the same thing in the evenings, but she'll have less and I'll have more. and we tend to rotate and have the same you know we eat the same things in the evenings, regardless of if I'm on diet or prep or not. And it's because we make good choices. You know, it's pretty easy to have lean meats. It's pretty easy to have a choice of different vegetables. It's pretty easy to have uh, a choice of different carbohydrate sources with potatoes and rices. I'm working away for the last week of the challenge. What is your go-to food when working away? When working away, it depends. If I'm having to go to places for food, I will normally, because I use NutriCheck, I'd normally go to places like Nando's or chain restaurants that I can see what's on the menu and I can track. Um, I'd probably always go to places like M&S or you know, places that I know do good selections of healthy foods. And I will have a lot of protein snacks on the go, like these, like these little, like uh, lentil chips. Um, I've got like pepperamis, um, things like that. And if I, if, if I go to a Tesco's or that and I'm hungry, I'll always get a big tub of fromage fray and lots of um, fruits. So I'll get some fromage fray and I'll whack in some pineapple in that and I'll whack in some... Um, some blueberries and some strawberries and that, that is really filling and good protein uh, lots of uh, fruit as well and it's quite filling so that tends to be my go-to how is my weight not dropping but my waist is getting smaller clothes are starting to fit again it goes back to something that I said before would you rather look different and weigh the same or would you rather weigh different and look the same and I'm hoping, like I said last week and the week before, that everyone said, well, obviously, I'd like to weigh the same and look different. And if that is the case, stop worrying so much about the scales. One of the biggest issues that we tackle with weight loss is the scales. We allow this gravitational pull to the earth to dictate our happiness and our progress. And it's mad because so many people say to me, "Oh Jay, you know, I, I hit four workouts this week. I've got 10,000 steps in this week. I've drunk three liters of water. I tracked pretty much all my macros, and I'm devastated because I've gained a pound." And it's like, well, hang on a minute. Let's get some like, applause <laughs> and celebration. Not many people I know get 10,000 steps in a day. Not many people I know get four workouts in a week. Not many people I know drink enough water. Not many people I know actually track their macros. Let let letting them get near it. You're doing awesome. You know you're doing awesome. So just don't allow one variable to affect your mood and affect your progress. Because if you're hitting the gym, if you're hit if you're hitting the gym, if you're staying hydrated, if you're getting some steps in you're getting some good food down here, you're in a good place, okay? And it's just so, so important to understand. What's the best way to recharge your body and mind batteries when you have had a mentally and physically draining week? I'm struggling to sleep and know it plays a massive part of this journey too, just feeling a bit deflated now. Um, First step is to get off social media. Second step is to go and do something fun. Um, and try and remember the last time I had fun. And the third step is to hang around with people that give me energy, that don't drain my energy. And it's not, you know, and, and it's, that's hard when you've got a two-year-old. <laughs> it's very difficult when you've got a two-year-old. But you've got to be selfish. I'll take myself away to a spa. I take, I, take away, you know, I take myself away to a spa every Thursday and recharge the batteries. You can't serve others from an empty vessel. I love that quote because it's so, so true. This has been my wobble week and it's kicked my ass. So down on motivation, I just don't know how I can pull it back. Most important thing to do is don't rely on most motivation. It's something I always say, motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it. Discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel. So you're going to have wobble weeks throughout the rest of your life. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs and it's how you deal with them. There is no good or bad, you know, the one of my favorite quotes from stoicism is amor fati, and it is the lover of fate. Bad weeks give you great lessons to learn from great weeks. You don't learn fuck all from because there's you don't no one reviews a good week. They just carry on. No one reviews a bad week. They just carry on. You need to review every week. If you've had a great week, you've got to ask yourself, why was it a great week? Write down why it was a great week. It was a great week because I did this, I did that, I did that, and I did that. I had a bad week. Okay, you had a bad week. Why was it a bad week? And it's probably because you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do that, and you didn't do that. And when you've had a bad week, what we need to do is look at the things that you didn't do and then look at what we did when we had a good week and the things that we can focus on doing next week to have a good week. And it's so important to be in tune with yourself. Know when you feel good. Know who, you know, who lifts you up. Like, know which environment you feel excited about makes you feel happy. Find those happy places and make sure that you're writing this shit down because this is how you can hack your happiness. If you've got a list of things that you do that make you happy then you've got a place to go to fix things and it's so important to do so always review the week what went right what went wrong what can be improved next time and I have my meltdown management scale health wealth productivity connectivity health it between one to five if it's three or less how, what do we need to do to improve our health? Wealth. Rate ourselves between one and five. If it's, if it's lower than three, what do we need to do to improve our wealth? Productivity. Rate it between one and five. If it's less than three, what do we need to do to improve our productivity? And then connectivity. One to five. You know, it's an easy one. If we have three or less, we need to start connecting with real human beings off social media. And so many people are bad at writing stuff down. So many people are bad at reflecting on good and bad things. But they will change your life, I promise you. Okay, two two big events this week that uh, both involve lots of food and drink. Not gonna lie, I had a great time, but I need to get strict for the last two weeks. Do I lower my calories for the last two weeks to make up for this week? One thing I would say about this is, and I look at this as an interesting one because there's lots involved in this. And I'm just gonna break it down because there is no right or wrong with this. I just want you to reflect on this. Two big events this week both involve lots of food and drink. Nothing it involves lots of food and drink. It, yeah, cool. Lots of food and drink. Just because there is doesn't mean that you need to have lots of food and drink. You know, if you go to a wedding, there's lots of food and drink. If you go to an all inclusive restaurant, there's lots of food and drink. But there's a difference between having, you know, between there being a lot of food and drink. And you having a lot of food and drink. Because one, we're not in control of. And the other one, that we are. The next thing that we look at here is, not going to lie, I had a great time. And that's important. Because you had a great time. So what I would say is, if you had a bit more food and drink, and you had a great time, then that's awesome. And then we've got the but. But need to get strict for the last two weeks, why? Because if you had lots of food and drink and you had a good time, why do you need to now punish yourself for the next two weeks? Do I lower my calories for last week's makeup for this week? Why do you need to make up for the week? You had a good time, you had lots of food, you had lots of drink. Where are the lessons to learn from this because yeah cool if you had lots of food and drink and had a good time how much food and drink did you have how important is the next two weeks for you is restricting yourself for the next two weeks going to get you closer to your goal you know there is no right or or wrong with that why punish yourself for the next two weeks for having a good time and this is what I want you to be thinking about don't race towards a finish line that isn't the actual finish line learn the lessons from it good and bad you know one of the things I would say is that we can still have a good time without eating shitloads of food and booze and if you ate shitloads of food and booze then that's fine But ask yourself, why, why did you feel the need to do that when you're focused on your fat loss at the moment? As I said, there is no right or wrong answer. It's just these, these are just questions that I'd ask myself, you know, what things are important, what are not important, you know, things that are important with you is catching up with family and friends, having a good time. Um, But we can do that whilst still hitting our goals And, and without needing to punish ourselves for two weeks afterwards. So as I said, there is no right or wrong answer. It's just learn from it. There's lots of good lessons um, from that thing. Can't believe we are entering week five. Just a shout out to yet another awesome group on The Shred. So supportive and inspirational. It's an absolute pleasure to be part of. And I thank you ever so much for being part of it. And do you know what you get? You get my DJ Airhorn. Everyone loves the DJ air This game ain't easy, all the effort for little results on the scales and measurements, but the biggest gain is in my mindset. How do you keep this going long term when the loss each week will be less and less? The reason is because you're looking at the wrong thing. You said your mindset's got better, your habits and routines got better. Comes back to what I said, fuck the scale. Why are you looking so much at this this little 12.99 thing and allowing that to dictate your life? If you are getting into a stronger mindset, if you are enjoying what it is that you're doing, if you're getting into some good habits and routines, why are you suddenly have it saying that it's tough when you're enjoying it, when you're, when you're seeing these improvements? There's a great, one of, the, one of my favorite authors is John Maxwell. And he had somebody go to him and say, John, life's hard. And John turned around and said, compared to what? Like you think this shit's easy? You know, why do you think people lose their shit so much? Why do you think people get angry with other people so much? Why do you think there's so much envy, resentment, and jealousy in the world? There's so much because people aren't doing the things that they know that they need to do. And someone someone actually asked me on a live before this live, they said to me, How do you not give a fuck what other people think? And my answer to that is it's easy not to care what other people think when you're doing the work. When you're in a good place physically, mentally, financially, and emotionally, you couldn't give a shit what other people think. What you can, you do give a shit about other people, but you don't give a shit about what they think. And you can only be at that level of zero fucks. If you're doing the work, because you just don't take offence to anything. Someone calls me a knobhead, I'd be like, never mind. Someone says, "Oh, you're not very good at this," I go, oh, "Well, I'll just try harder." Someone says, "You know, you're an ugly bastard," and I'm like, "Well, you know, my all, all that matters is my wife doesn't think that." But it'd be hard not to retaliate if I wasn't exercising regularly. If I wasn't working on myself if I wasn't focused on improving myself and and living a life with intent and intentions trying to get to be the best that I can and you know if you are working on yourself like that then you just give zero fucks and I hope that a lot of you over the, next, uh, over the last four weeks who have started to build in these good habits can see that. You can see slight improvements with your self-esteem. You can see improvements with your self-confidence. You can see these things forming and it's only been four weeks. Imagine four months of this. Imagine four years of this. Imagine how much of a different person you'll be this time next year. If you carry on doing these good things that are gonna you know make massive changes to your life. You'll look back and go, Fuck, look at look all these things that I used to struggle with are now just habits. And this is the thing that I wanna say, you know, you know, people, a lot of people say, Oh, this is hard. Learning new things is hard. Trying to juggle multiple things is hard. But as soon as you see the benefits from doing things, they become much easier. And the things that you struggle to do now will be things, you know, like I always say to people all the time, you know, the things that people push themselves to do. That's Tuesday for me. And it's only Tuesday for me because it took me many, many years to get to that point. Where I'm not thinking about I need to go to the gym, I just go to the gym. Where well, I'm not thinking about going for a dip in the ice cold sea, it's just what I do. Where well, I'm not, get, you know, not struggling to get up early because it's what I do. But all of these things took work at first. And all these things felt really difficult at first. Everything is difficult at first. But the more that you do it and the more that you get the benefit from doing it, the easier it is. Um, any tips on how to reduce snacking and what low-cal snacks can you recommend to get through gym sessions that aren't hugely calorific? One of the surprising things about not snacking so much is making sure your main meals are bigger. A lot of people have, like, lots of snacks, but then really small portions when it comes to their main meals. Increase your meal size, increase the calories within your meals, and then you won't have the need to snack in between your big meals um that being said um as i already mentioned i like a big tub of like fromage fray and i like to stick lots of fruit in there lots of blueberries lots of strawberries maybe even a you know scoop of protein powder as well we'll mix it all up i find that really really filling um and you know that entire pot with all this with all the fruit like blueberries and strawberries about 200 calories 200 250 calories uh, by doing more trainer row sessions than last center shred, does that have an impact on weight loss? It depends. If you're moving more, if you are burning more calories, then inevitably it will. But it all depends because with a you know with a weight based workout, you're not burning too many calories, so it wouldn't have a, an additional benefit to weight loss unless, of course, you were doing you know a lot. If you're moving more, then you're expending more calories. And of course, that will have a, a positive impact on weight loss. How long will the Facebook group be open after the shredders finish? I said the week commencing the 20th of December. Uh, really struggled on all fronts this week to get focus. Will dropping my carb intake reduce my bloatedness? I mean, it might do. But one of the things that I would focus on is why you lack the focus. What things need to improve next week for you to have a good week? Look at it like that. Okay, you haven't had a good week. You were f- weren't focused. Let's write it down. Write down why. Write down the things that you now need to do next week to improve. And the, I think there's a um, a quote w- which I used to use all the time. And, I th- and um, it's called The Day for Review Stoicism. So... What it is, um, I'm just having a look. There was a quote by Marcus Aurelius and I can't find it. Um, Oh, it's Seneca, I think. I will keep constant watch over myself and most usefully will put up each day for review. For this is what makes us evil, that none of us look back upon our own lives. We reflect upon only that which we are about to do. And yet our plans for the future descend from the past. And that is from Seneca. Make sure that you are reviewing your day. Make sure that you are reviewing your week, good and bad. Because if you are constantly having good weeks, it's probably because you're reviewing it and you're writing things down that make you feel good. When you're having bad weeks, it's probably because of things that you haven't done. And then the focus is on doing the things that you know you know, you did in the in the good week to help improve. If we have a target weight, do we increase our calories so that we don't continue to drop more? If you are happy and you're at your target weight, then yes, M- maybe make one or two hundred calories a day increase, and um, and then go from there. Training has been on point this week because that's clicked. I'm thinking more about my mindset behaviors. More should I write these insights in a journal or a diary? How can I channel these to process better? The answer is yes. I mean, I use an app called Grid Diary. If you go onto the App Store and type Grid Diary or Grid Diary Two, um, I, I I've probably mentioned this before. You know, I use this thing called Grid Diary, and I ask myself six questions: What did I do to improve my health today? What, I, what did I do to improve my wealth today? On a scale of one to five, how productive was I today? Did I connect with others today? What can I do tomorrow that I didn't do today? And then the final one, did I get triggered today? If so, what was it and how did I deal with it? They are just basically four questions um, and ask, you know that I ask myself. Another thing that I used to do every single week was I would look through my camera roll and I would make a collage of all the pictures or all the things that I took a picture of or did that made me smile. And I'd make a little collage and I'd save that and I'd mark the week. And I I did it for about six months. And whenever I was having a shit week, I would go into that folder and have a look at these collages of things that I've done that made me feel good. And they were like instant reminders that, Lots of cool stuff are going on in my life and I should probably look to do more of those things next week if I want to feel that good again. Reflect on your week. It's so, so important. I haven't been tracking my vegetables until this week. Do you think this would hinder my success? I'm already an extra 100, 200 in a deficit. Not necessarily. You know, I like to track my vegetables because I like like to know how much fiber that I'm having and how much of the vegetables that I'm having. Um, and it depends, it depends, you know, if, if everything's going right and the weight's dropping and you're feeling good they ain't broke, don't fix it but you know that there's something that you might need to have a look at if you are plateauing in some way how do you know when to stop being in a calorie deficit and start being in a calorie surplus? I've heard general advice that cut until you have visible abs and then lean bulk from there I'm moving into the right direction, but my face has shrunk quite much. I can see my cheekbones, lines. (laughs) However, I can't see abs yet. I've lost much of the fat, but still abs are not visible. Body composition is always a strange thing. You know, I work with a lot of clients who get really, really lean, but didn't have visible abs because, you know, they just had... They carried a lot more body fat in that area, in the abdomen area. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate because the first place to go is there in the abs the last place to go is actually my legs and the first place to go back on is my abs and the last place is the legs it's kind of weird so one thing that I would start focusing on doing is you know look at it and it's hard to it's hard to say where your body's at without actually visually seeing it there might be more body fat for you to drop and that's the reality, you know. If you can't see your abs, it's because you've still got body fat to drop. But also, you might not want to get down to that low body fat levels just so you can see your abs, because you know you're not going to have a quality... I think this is the question that I'm thinking: Would you rather have ripped abs and be miserable, or not ripped abs and, and just be healthy and happy? Abs are abs are overrated. They are. They really, really are. I mean, and you gotta blame fucking men's health magazine for this. It, it, it you know why go through being miserable and dieting to get to really low body fat levels just so you can see your abs? It might be something that you wanna do, but your quality of life might go down. You know, one of the worst ideas for any women that i've worked with is to try and aspire to have abs because a lot of women who want to have visible abs unless they're genetically you know they they genetically have visible abs probably have to lose their menstrual cycle they have to go to dangerously low body fat levels where they're miserable um and it's just like the juice isn't worth the squeeze I wish a lot of people should be more focused on enjoying their training, being strong, having plenty of energy, because that's the whole point. with going to the gym and training and doing all of this stuff is so it benefits our lives, not hinders our lives. And yes, every now and again we 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 do push it up a level. I'm pushing it up a, a level as well. You know, I'm I've still got two weeks. I'm pushing quite hard. Um, and I, you know, I want to keep focus over this Christmas period. So, well, for the next two weeks, and I, I'm I'm pushing quite hard, you know, harder than I did, much harder than I did on my Silver Fox shred. You know, no alcohol, h- hitting on my workouts, hitting everything, spot on. And you know, it's been a while since I've been this kind of focused on fat on fat loss for a while. But I know that I will you know tweak and change things but one thing i'd i'd, I'd sit down and just ask yourself is do you really want abs you know do you really want to push it to get to there? In, the answer might be yeah because it's nice to go right i did it the once you know happy happy with getting there but it all depends on where you are in your journey as well who invented knees to wrist i don't know who invented it but I, I used to do a lot of core workout exercises and that, and I stumbled across doing it once. I was like, "Oh, that'll do." Used to do a lot in the army. So blame the army, don't blame me. Um, I'm hitting my macros uh, within a one percent tolerance each day, but my saturated fat is quite high when looking at the nutrients. Being veggie, ate a lot of eggs and halloumi. So you think um, it would be better to try and find ways to keep saturated fat lower? Wondering if this would affect weight loss. Here's the thing: you know, saturated fat gets a bad rap. And one of the main reasons being is there are obviously saturated fat is meant to increase your HD, your high density lipoproteins, your HDL levels. You got LDL, HDL. Um, so it increases your HDL, and if you have high, you know, high HDLs, um, that can be bad for your health. But also, lots of things that you are doing with your fitness, with your training, with the other things that you're eating create lower density lipoproteins so LDLs so they counteract what it is that you're doing so as with anything you know people seem to hyper focus on one macronutrient or one food and say that's bad for you and you you know for example if you look at burnt toast if you burn your toast it contains a cardiogen which in high doses can give you um, cancer apparently But then apples also have cyanide, and too much cyanide will kill you. Dangers in the dosage, and you can't just hyper-focus on one thing. You know, the saturated fats that you're consuming, they're not from fast food, they're not trans fats. They're from good quality food sources, and you are adding them with everything else that you're doing, with your exercise, with your diet, with your micronutrients, with with everything. So I wouldn't worry, and I wouldn't get hyper focused on it because it's the the broad spectrum of what it is that you're doing, which will you know balance and counteract any potential negative when it comes to your saturated fat intake. Any good meditations you suggest for dealing with stuff you have no control over and stop uh, catastrophizing? I'm in a country that went into lockdown. On Wednesday night, and I'm relocating to the UK December 11th, just as Omicron was getting on the scene. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. I cover a background of being in the army, I was uh, in Baghdad, Iraq, for 18 months. Uh, Six of those months was kind of a gritty part in 2008, where we'd be getting about 10, 12 rocket attacks a day. Um, And the worry map is probably the best thing to focus on. I'm worried about something. Is there anything that you can do about it? If the answer is no, then don't worry about it. If the answer is yes, then do something about it. And if something is outside of your control and you can't do anything about it, there's no point in worrying about it. Focus on what it is that you can do. Um, and one of the worst things that so many people do, because you know, I hear about this um, Omicron virus and everyone's panicking. And do you know what happens when people start panicking? about things like this. Oh, now we've got to wear masks. Oh, now Christmas is ruined. Do you know the first place that people go to? Well, first two places. They go to the news, and they go to Facebook. Facebook's the worst place that you can get your information from, apart from, obviously, this live stream. So Facebook is poisonous. And the news, fuck me. If you stick the news on for five minutes, you'll feel... Your anxiety levels go through the roof. You know, sticking on the news is not the best thing to do when you're feeling anxious. Going for a walk is. Sticking on g- going on Facebook when you're feeling, you know, a little bit down about something is not the thing to do. You go to the gym. You go and see a friend. You go and do something that is going to have a positive effect on your life, not a negative. But we tend to gravitate towards it. We're like, oh, we need to be informed. No. We don't. You know, I switch the news off ages. I don't watch the news. I watched a bit more news last year with the updates and that. But once I fa- figured out what I could and couldn't do, I just, just fucked it off. And it's so important to control your environment. Something I said a couple of weeks ago, just make sure that you've got a big anti-bellend radar on you. As soon as you see bellends around you, get out of there. As soon as you see things that are causing you anxiety and negativity and causing you to like, think that the world's going to end, get the fuck out of there. Stop doing the thing that's causing it and go and do something that's going to have a positive effect, like seeing friends, having fun, going for a walk, going to the gym, exercising, listening to a podcast, a good podcast, listening to your favorite music and doing all the things um, such as that. Are there any special instructions for the workouts for the next two weeks? On paper, they don't look as intense as the past four weeks. Well, wow. um, I know for the ladies, you've got minute sets coming up. They are cheeky, shall we say. How's the wife doing on the, sh- on the shred? Uh, Anna is four pounds down. Um, she's been really enjoying it. Um, and and yeah, she's doing quite well. You know, She's uh, not drinking the same as me. She's getting her training sessions in. Um, she's getting plenty of runs in. She's feeling good, um, I think she is uh, happy with her progress. I reckon she's going to have a, another decent drop next week as well. After a knee injury, I, I lost nearly all muscle in my left leg. Is there anything I can do to speed up muscle growth in that leg? I know patience will probably be the answer, but annoying. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what. Annoyingly, it is a patience, but also, you know, if you have a, you know, uh, a muscle on one side that isn't as strong or as big as the other you need to focus more attention and more volume in it so what i'd probably do is focus on maybe one training session a week dedicated to just that muscle group of getting more volume in of increasing the load through it and putting more attention and time and volume in it than your other one so it can catch up any advice on how to take rest days when working nights i'll get around four or five hours of sleep when i'm coming off a night shift to get most of the day and get into a normal daytime routine my body doesn't feel like it's resty enough for the following uh, day um i would honestly focus on having a bit more sleep you know getting in a normal routine let's just say that you you go to sleep and then it's just so you can get up at like nine o'clock i would probably stay until eleven o'clock get that extra two hours it will be a massive game changer and, and focus on having that as a necessity for your rest, recovery, um, and for your progress. How would you recommend tracking your fitness? I feel fitness tracker is lying to me. It's telling me I've done 10,000 steps, but have I really? You know, fitness trackers aren't the most reliable things, but it's going to give you an indication. You know, even if it's wrong, it's going to tell you whether you haven't stepped or moved enough or you've moved plenty. You know, I, I use an Apple Watch. I don't know how accurate it is, um, at all really? It says I've. I've it actually says I've got seven thousand six hundred steps today, so I probably need to get some more steps in uh, a little bit later on. But I've I've got quite a few steps in this week, so I'm I'm happy with that. But yeah, I mean, tracking your fitness, it, a lot of it is comes down. One thing that we've done with the Center Shred is that is the habit tracker you don't need to do all of the things but your fitness tracker doesn't necessarily need to be some electronic thing on your on your wrist it can just be asking yourself a question at the end of the day you know have i moved enough today have i eaten healthily today have i drunk enough today have i exercised today simple questions and the answer is no then focus more on it the next day it comes back to the review thing that i said um Will my muscle eventually start to show on the scales as weight gain? I've been great with my diet, smashing in the gym. I feel amazing, but scales show no change despite my clothes fitting better. and My measurements have gone down fantastically. Then great. There's, there's a lot going on in your body then. And most likely, yeah, you might have seen some muscle gain there, um, which is great. And it comes back to what I said. Would you rather look different and weigh the same or look the same and weigh different? And we would all like to weigh the same but look different. Because that's what it's all about. You know, we don't walk into a gym and, and guess how much people weigh. We have a look at them based on what they look like. Not on how much, not, you know, we don't go up to people and go, wow, you look great. What's your gravitational pull to the earth? <laughs> we, it's visual. Look in that mirror. And if you, if, if things are fitting better, then that is a good indication that you are doing the right things. Struggling with energy and feel fatigued, any suggestion for putting that spring back in my step? Sleep, hydration, make sure that you're getting enough calories. You might, you might be dropping your calories far too low. And that, and of course, a lot of people think that that's going to help with weight loss. Sometimes it doesn't. And the reason that it doesn't is your body slows down. Your body gets more fatigued and you get a little bit lazier and you move a lot less which then can have adverse effects on your weight loss because you know if you were normally a person that would walk up um, stairs you get the lift if you normally walk to the shop you get the car and it's all these little things that you do when you're fatigued which over time reduce your movement down and then of course um, you know stop that weight loss so make sure that you're getting enough calories in I struggle with going low deep on squats any tips to improve my mobility and flexibility make sure that you are you know um, warming up well beforehand and you might want to try raising your heels okay find a couple of like 1.25 kilo plates or two kilo plates put them under your heels and try squatting with their slight elevated heel uh, will help you squat a lot deeper I'm struggling to hit 10k steps a day. However, when I go to the gym, I do a 15k hit cycle session. Is this okay? Should I should have do more. Sounds like you're doing enough. You know, 10,000 steps is equivalent to about 400 calories. So if you're doing about 400 calories in that 15k hit session, which you probably are, then that's sufficient to you know 10k steps. What am I wearing to the Christmas party? Well, it is meant to be James Bond theme, so I will be wearing the tuxedo. Uh, I've never been particularly keen on my leg shape and after accepting my thighs will always be larger, I've come to the conclusion that it's time I worked my calves to even it out. Are are there any small daily exercises I can do to build them as well as some harder hitting gym exercises? Um, There is a great strength and conditioning coach called Pavel Satsulin and he has this thing called greasing the groove. and What it's about is just getting more volume into the muscle each day. You know, if you want a bigger chest... Um, it's a case of making sure that you're progressively overloading in the gym. But what you might want to add is maybe, you know, every time you walk through uh, your kitchen that you do 10 push-ups. That additional volume, you'll see growth in that muscle. You know, I noticed it um, when I started with my walks doing seven pull-ups a day. It doesn't feel like much. Seven pull-ups would take me about five seconds. I weighed, you know, about 92 kilos. But seven pull-ups every single morning pulling 92 kilos up is equivalent to a boeing 747 jet plane of volume going into my back in a year. So if you are wanting to, you know, your calves to get bigger, focus on maybe doing more calf raises when like if you know if you're waiting for a bus or if you're waiting for for somebody, you know, hit 20 Single leg calf raises on each leg. I used to do this all the time, um, and that volume done every day will will be going somewhere. Okay, so grease the groove, as Pavel Satsulin once said. Hi Jamie, you are always looking after us. How are you doing, and how are you getting on? I am getting on quite well, actually, um, and thank you for asking. Here, ladies and is my body composition report. So. Ignore this body mass index, weight control, weight without fat, all that bollocks. Because I don't believe in all that. Um, I started on the 1st of November at 207.9 pounds. And this morning, I weighed in at 195.6. So I am down 12.3 pounds in the last four weeks. I'm going to give myself an applause for that. One thing I will say, however, is that it probably isn't 12 pounds. It's probably about eight. Because when I weighed myself, I wasn't 207 pounds. It was probably about 203. It was just a lot of water weight from drinking booze on the weekend. So it's probably about seven pounds. Um, yeah, it's about seven pounds over the last four weeks. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Will the pictures be on Saturday or Sunday? I'm assuming you mean for the final check-in. They will be, uh, you can check in for the final check-in from Saturday morning. Uh, Can you please just say in the live stream, Lucy, stop being a dickhead and sort your shit out. There we go. Let's just zoom in and move. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Is that all right, Lucy? My weight dropped four pounds in two days and I ate 200 and 400 calories over. Why is this happening? Everything is going great and I'm very happy with the results of this challenge so far. Much love and appreciation for all of the 557 members of this group. Um, So when you're kind of lean, and here's the thing, I I only used to do this when I was getting ready for shows, but I would always, when I'm getting down to very low body fat levels, I would have a refeed. And when I was having like two really bad workouts in a row and I'm feeling a bit like emotional and when I'm really, really lean, the, the Saturday I would eat about 4,000 calories. And what would happen is my weight would spike up about three pounds, but then the next week I'd drop about four or five. Now, I knew my body really well and I knew that's what it needed, an influx in calories one day um, but over a longer period of time of course it was only one day where I increased but then of course go back into a deficit <coughs> one thing I want to say about that though ladies and gents is the answer to your problem is not our oh, weight isn't weight is stalling so i'm going to eat loads of food because it that's not that's not what I recommend I'm just saying that sometimes the body needs a, a day where it's eating more calories to get a kind of like just a mental psychological and physiological reset on itself to keep going forward um, when it comes to weight loss sometimes it's good to take you know three steps forward and one step back just so you can take another three steps forward but this is normally how you're you know approaching a fat loss diet over a longer period of time than six weeks you know if're if you've got a lot of weight to Lose and you've got six to twelve months, then you know refeed strategies do come in quite well. Uh, when you got made redundant, what helped you? What helped to keep you going to start your business now? As you must have been afraid in some way, um, I used that fear for good. I used that fear to take action because I knew that I was in control of my life, and I knew that if I worked hard and gave value, it would eventually work. Um, and I needed to, you know, get out of my comfort zone, make some tough decisions and just go. And there, there was a lot of fear involved, but there was a lot of excitement too. Because as much as I had a lot of uncertainty, I was in control. So, you know, a lot of that fear was masked with focus and excitement. And and as I said, best thing that I ever did. Please would you just pass on a reminder to everyone to shop for and send their secret Santa this week, please, so it arrives in time for the end of the shred. Also, uh, shout out to my uh, Santa's little shredder crew and big loves to those struggling. Trust the process, KP. Miss Peel, uh, thank you ever so much. I sent mine off this week, so whoever got mine. Um, I sent it off a few days back and I've received mine. So whoever um, got me as a secret, Santa, thank you ever so much. I appreciate that. Any tips for not letting the scales dictate your mood? It can be difficult sometimes. It can be. But, you know, we said, look, fuck the scale. If you're hitting your steps, hitting your workouts, tracking your nutrition, you're feeling healthier and you've drank plenty of water, who gives a fuck what the scale says, right? And, you know, you don't need to... People respond differently to the scale. You know, I like to weigh myself every day, whether I'm dieting or not, because it's a signal to my brain that I care about being healthy. But other people who weigh themselves every day, it's a signal to their brain that they're miserable and they need and and they go into this negative spiral. And if you're the second one, then stop weighing yourself. Start focusing on habits. Start focusing on our daily habit track tracker. If you're hitting ten thousand steps, if you're Eating good quality food. If you're, you know, if you're training hard, it's only going to be a matter of time before things will start to change, both in there and, you know, below too. Um, have I bought my secret Santa gift yet? The answer is yes, and I sent it out a few days back. Um, how much does sleep affect weight loss? It does and it doesn't. It's not sleep that affects weight loss. It's the effect of lack of sleep that affects weight loss. When you are extremely tired, if you are in a calorie deficit, you'll still lose weight. But when you're tired, you are prone to move less because you're tired and your hunger levels and your likeliness of eating shit go up. So the correlation doesn't always imply causation, but it's the causation of sleep that causes you to gain weight because of the tiredness the reduction in movement and the increase of cravings for crap food but it's not sleep itself you can still get hardly any sleep and get shredded because i've done it before you know i got ridiculously shredded in 2016 and 2015 on about three hours sleep a night it did break me eventually though so it's not a good thing that i would recommend uh, I've lost three pounds, four pounds, two pounds, but now this week stayed the same. Do I need to cut calories more? And the answer is, not, look, four, five, six, seven, eight, you've lost nine pounds. Um, so if you lost two pounds week one, two pounds week two, two pounds week three, and one pound this week, you'd be happy. Um, so I would say, leave it this week. You're doing well. Nine pounds is awesome. And if it stays the same next week, make a slight tweak for the last week. And, uh, that should be 10, 11 pounds lost. So, um, and that's an awesome Santa Shred if you have done that. Boom! Ladies and gents, that is all of your questions. So thank you for them. Um, and I really hope you're enjoying the Santa Shred still. Four weeks down, two weeks left to go. If you've had a good week, let's get focused on this last two weeks. If you've had a bad two weeks, sorry, if you've had a bad week this week, let's let's focus okay, still two weeks left, let's finish this strong, let's look back at this and go, do you know what, i was so glad I did that, just tidied things up, got some, back into some habits and routines and I'm really going to enjoy my Christmas, going to have a few treats, still going to keep my habits in, still going to train hard and I'm really, really going to enjoy it, ladies and gents, thank you ever so much and I will speak to you next week.